Raider Nation, it's that time of the week again. Subscribe and tune in to get the latest news and analysis on everything silver and black. But yes, the Las Vegas Raiders have their guy, Josh McDaniels. Looking for objective opinions and interviews with A-list guests? Just pod, baby. Congrats on 100 episodes. I'm happy for you guys. Keep doing your thing, and thanks for having me, man. It was a blast. Look no further. You are listening to Just Pod, baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast. Brought to you by SportsNot.com. The prime thing is you have to win. You have to win. Otherwise, you can't be a success in professional football. And now your host, Evan Grote. Raider Nation, let's go. I am Evan Grote. You are listening to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast brought to you by SportsNot.com. The Hall of Fame game is now in the books. The Raiders came out victorious 27-11 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cliff Branch is now officially a Hall of Famer. And I must say it was a great weekend for the Raiders as an organization as well as the fan base. And I must say this game on Thursday night... It was quite entertaining, more so than I can recall uh, most first preseason games. Uh, This week's show is going to be brief, just a quick 15 or 20 minutes just to kind of recap the game. I wanted to get you some of my reaction from the game on Thursday night. We saw several players who who played well and and stood out in a good way, and then a couple other guys who, who had some struggles, and I will get to all of that in just a moment, but overall... Uh, you know, it is hard to dissect a game like this, uh, preseason game number one. Um, I don't want to overreact to a preseason game, but my general thoughts were, I thought offensively, I thought the Raiders looked efficient, especially early on, uh, although they did have to settle for a field goal, uh, in each of their first two, uh, drives, uh, of the game. Uh, the first one stalled out inside the red zone, and then the second drive there ended uh, with the sack. But they did go on to add two touchdown drives later in the first half. So I don't want to be too picky, uh, but any um, but anytime you can you can go out there and put twenty points up on the board in the first half, you have to be somewhat satisfied. And we know that obviously in the red zone is a place where this team has struggled. Uh, in 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 the past few seasons, um, and it's definitely been a weakness for this team. And I would fully expect for Josh McDaniels and his offensive staff to go back to practice this week and make that a, a big emphasis uh, for for the team. Now we've been hearing reports of Jarrett Stidham clearly in the lead for the number two quarterback job, and I didn't see anything on Thursday night that would make me think otherwise. I thought he moved the ball well. Uh, I thought he commanded the offense. He was he he led the offense on a couple of nice drives there, and I said he was able to engineer uh, a couple scoring drives. Uh, you know, I have to say I was surprised uh, talking about the offense, and I'm sure many of you were surprised as well to see so many guys who are projected to start for this team out there playing in this preseason game week one. Now, none of them more shocking than Josh Jacobs. You would have never seen that happen uh, under John Gruden. Um, he never played his top guys, um, but we, we that was not the case uh, in Josh McDaniels' first head coaching uh, appearance here with the Raiders. We saw starters on both sides of the ball, and, and if you recall back, I think it was maybe three or four episodes ago, <clears throat> excuse me, when I spoke about um, Bill Belichick is also one of those coaches who likes to get his his ones out there to get them some work. So I was surprised, but at the same time, I uh, wasn't that surprised. But uh, uh, getting back to the offense, not, not only did Josh Jacobs 
get the start, but he touched the ball seven times, uh, five carries and added two catches. Um, we also saw four of the five projected starting offensive line playing this game with the exception of Colton Miller. So, so again, uh, a little bit of a surprise, but when you think back to the, the history that McDaniels has with uh, Bill Belichick and, and how Bel- Belichick likes to get his, some of his guys out there, I guess it shouldn't be too much of a shocker. Now, there was some speculation during and, and even after the game about Josh Jacobs and why was he starting the game? And, you know, if you were going on social media, some people out there were suggesting that the Raiders maybe are trying to shop Josh Jacobs for a trade. I'm not buying any of that. It just doesn't add up to me. Josh Jacobs doesn't need to be showcased in preseason football. There are plenty of plenty of uh, tape out there. Uh, on him by now. He's had multiple 1,000-yard seasons. This isn't an undrafted free agent we're talking about. We're talking about a guy who um, is a pretty established running back in this league. So I'm not buying that that theory. Um, head coach Josh McDaniels, he did speak to the media after the game, and he was asked about this very question about why Josh Jacobs uh, was played so much. And, and let's take a listen to what he had to say. Was everybody ready to go, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we made the decisions we thought were the right decisions for our team and um, some based on depth, some based on just wanting to get guys opportunities to, you know, get in there. And I always think it's good for backs to carry the ball in the preseason, you know, and, you know, there's a lot of things that happen when you're getting tackled and hit that you can't simulate in practice. So um, I think all our guys had the ball tonight. All our, all our guys either caught it or, um, or, you know, were handed the ball and had to get, you know, tackled and, um, you know, we can't really simulate that or rep that in practice. So there you heard from head coach Josh McDaniels. And again, I wouldn't read too much into it. You know, Josh Jacobs, he is going to be the light lead back on this uh, team um, this year. Beyond this year, though, I'm not so sure. And that's what brings me to my next topic that I wanted to bring up with you guys this week. And that is rookie running back Samir White. As I said at the beginning of the show, I don't want to look too much into a preseason game, but I walked away from that game very impressed with Zamir White. I can't say I watched a ton of Georgia football. I saw him play a few times last year, uh, but he ran the ball hard 11 times, 52 yards. He chipped in with three catches. He did have the one drop, but overall, the assessment of White is very positive. Here is what Coach McDaniel had to say about his uh, young rookie running back and, and his assessment of his first NFL action. Yeah, he, um, you know, he did that in Georgia, you know, uh, he ran hard with the ball in his hands and it's tough to tackle. Um, you know, he finishes runs, uh, the right way, um, brings a physical element to the game and the team. Uh, so, you know, it was a good opportunity for him to get in there and, you know, do that at our level, um, you know, and played in a kicking game some, you know, we'll, you know, like I said, there's going to be some things we have to tweak and, and clean up, um, you know, but, I thought for him to get out there and, and establish that's the style of runner he was at Georgia, and then to see him do it here was good. And I, and I think that's the exciting thing there. Take you know the takeaway from from McDaniel's comments there is that when you have a, a rookie player who you know you see certain things on film with him and and you like what he offers, and then you see it translate to the next level. That that's exciting because not all the time do those skills transfer. To the NFL, but it, so far it's very, very early. So far, we are seeing some of those skills transfer for Zamir White. Now, running the football is going to be a big part of the Raiders' offense this year. 
even with all the weapons that they have to throw the ball to, the foundation of a Josh McDaniels offense is going to be the the ground game. And it looks right now, uh, at least on paper, now the combination of Josh Jacobs and Zemir White could be a very, uh, very good <laughs> combination and as long as they can stay healthy. So uh, let's hope that that's the case for the Raiders. Now, as a team, the Raiders rushed for 159 yards on 33 attempts, 4.6 yards per behind the offensive line. And so you can look at that as a positive. But still, there are con- some con- uh, concerns, excuse me, lingering for me anyways with the offensive line. They dil- did allow five sacks and, and-, and Brandon Parker, who started the game at left tackle for Colton Miller, had a tough game. He did allow two sacks, two of the five sacks, and he just looked completely overmatched uh, against number one overall pick in this year's draft, uh, Trevon Walker. Uh, If you were looking for some clarity along the right side of the offensive line after this game, I'm not so sure you you got it. Uh, I still think there's a lot of question marks right now. I I heard some in the media... um, suggesting that that moving Brandon Parker to the left side for this game could have been some of the cause for his struggles and and that made me chuckle and and I understand that he he's been primarily a, a right tackle last year and he's you know working maybe more so there in, in practice but this this is a player who's been a swing tackle for this team throughout his career and, you know, he's been cross-training at right and left tackle all throughout training camp. Coaches have talked a lot about versatility. So he's been prepared to play on both sides of the line. And McDaniels spoke to the media on Friday, and he, he completely squashed that whole narrative. And I was glad to hear him do so. There's, there's just no excuse. Parker, he's got to be better if he's going to start for this team. But to finish up with the offensive line, it's it's only one game, you know. We I'm talking about you know overreacting and keeping things in perspective. It's one game, but you know Parker's performance was was so poor that I, I think it leaves the door open for Leatherwood, at least for a little bit longer to 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 put up a fight and and try to win that job at right tackle. Uh, I'm not at practice, so I'm basing this purely on what I saw Thursday night. But but Leatherwood was much more sound uh, th- than Parker was. And so I think that camp battle is going to continue to heat up here in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, some some quick comments on, on some of the other young guys that we've been monitoring here throughout training camp. John Simpson, Andre James, Lester Cotton, and, and, and Dylan Parm, to, to name a few. I, You know, I'd have to go back and, and watch this game a second or third time, take a, a much closer look at some of those guys. But you didn't hear their names called a lot throughout the game. Um and usually that's a good thing when it comes to offensive line play. Um, that's mostly a good thing. Uh, in particular with, with Dylan Parham, you know, he was used in multiple positions. I saw him playing a little bit of center, play a little bit at guard. So you can see that versatility that was talked about with him that he brings to the table. And, and it's something that the coaches, again, have spoke about wanting their offensive line to play multiple positions. The more you can do, the more valuable you are to the team, to the group. So overall, I was... I was pleased with the run blocking. The running backs were able to to get loose a few times, for, you know, for some nice runs. But I'll be looking to, for some improvements, in particular from Brandon Parker uh, in the next preseason game. As far as the competition, we're going to shift over to another position group now. As far as the competition 
uh, that is going on for for the third, fourth, and even fifth wide wide receiver spots. I I still think Demarcus Robinson uh, is a lock, although he was playing a lot with the in the second half of this game, which generally isn't a great sign for a player. But I would be shocked uh, if he's not in in that group. Uh, behind be, beyond Robinson, you know, you've got Matt Collins. And then as of right now, I believe it's it's Tyron Johnson. You know, he offers the most upside. And what I mean by that is he has a, a specific skill that some of the other wideouts don't possess, and that's that deep speed. And because of that, I believe he finds himself on the 53-man roster. And I do think McDaniels will will find a way to incorporate him into a couple packages throughout the game to to take advantage of that speed and, and to to take some deep shots, take the cover off that defense downfield. And Johnson did lead the Raiders in targets and yardage in the game. He had two receptions for 39 yards on five targets. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, it was again it was tough to get a real good assessment, a real a real takeaway from the game. It wasn't expecting to see as many starters out there to begin the game. We saw Nate Hobbs, John Abram, uh, Trayvon Merrig, uh, Divine Diablo got the start as well. And the Jaguars, to keep things in perspective, had only one starter for them, and that was their rookie center. So I'm not sure, you know, what you can take away from that based on, on that fact. But the one thing that stood out to me was Nate Hobbs playing outside uh, cornerback. And it's interesting because he looked pretty comfortable out there. And yes, it was limited snaps, but he does have experience there going back to his days at Illinois in college. And, you know, I'm this isn't a hot take. The Raiders got a really good player in, in Nate Hobbs. Only one year under his belt. He's had a couple issues uh, off the field. Nothing uh, that is that alarming, but you'd like to see him clean some of that up. But you got to give credit to Gruden and Mayock for that pick. All the criticism that they received for the failure with the with the first round picks, they did get some uh, really good players in those mid to late rounds over the last few years. And, and I think Nate Hobbs is a, is a good example of that. You look at the secondary and they've got Nate Hobbs and, and Trayvon Merrick, two really promising young players that they can build around what they need to do. Absolutely. They have to find that reliable cornerback one. And I know that I'm getting way ahead of myself right now. I'm talking about the future right now. I'm not so sure they have that guy on the roster as we speak, but when you look at the future of the secondary, that's definitely going to be a position that Dave Ziegler has to solidify for this team. Now, Continuing on with the defense, there's a couple of other individual players that going into this game I was going to pay close attention to, and that was Malcolm Kuntz, Darren Butler, and and the two rookie defensive tackles, Neil Farrell Jr. and Matthew Butler. I'm going to start with Malcolm Kuntz. With the injury now to Kyle Frackrell, Kuntz has an excellent opportunity uh, to step up as the third pass rusher, and we have seen glimpses of it. Very limited glimpses in, in last year. But you can see, uh, and you saw on display on Thursday night, the burst that he has off the line. He's got a very good first step. He's slippery, has some bend to him off the edge as well. And so you can see some of that potential as why the Raiders selected him. 
in the third round. Now, he didn't get credit for the one sack that the Raiders defense had, but he forced the pressure. If you go back and watch, he is the one who who forced the pressure that allowed Kendall Vickers to get home and finish that play. And and maybe I'm a little bit biased because he's he's from uh, UB, University of Buffalo, and I'm a Western New York guy here. But I, I expect Koontz to rise to the occasion and, and be a productive rotational pass rusher for the Raiders this season. I mentioned also uh, paying close attention to Darian Butler and, and, you know, he led the defense six tackles, three solos. You can see him flying around out there. Um, Saw him a little bit in coverage, a little bit of special teams. And and so you can see why uh, he's been creating some buzz for himself early on in training camp. And then the, and then the, the rookie defensive tackles, I didn't see them flash too much. Can't say they made any plays, but they certainly look big, physical. They are active guys. They play with the effort and energy that you want to see from your defensive linemen. Uh, I recall a play Matthew Butler was pursuing a running back from behind, trying to chase him down uh, when the running back had, had broke free. So again, the effort you look for, they both play with that. And I'm going to continue to uh, monitor both of these young players going forward in the preseason. So overall, Raider fans, you should walk away from this first preseason game, feeling pretty good about the team. Anytime you get a victory, that's a good thing. I would say if I'm playing a little bit of stock up, stock down right now, I've got four players here for you. Stock is up right now for Zamir White, Tyron Johnson, and Lester Cotton. Um, and then the stock down is for Brandon Parker right now. It's it's preseason football. Don't get carried away. Don't look too much into it. It isn't always pretty, but it's all we have to go on right now. The Raiders will be back at practice this week looking to build on that first preseason game. Now, the next schedule, uh, the next game on the schedule is uh, week two. They're going to be playing the Minnesota Vikings, who now they have a new head coach, and that game is scheduled for August 14th, and the game is going to be played at Allegiant Stadium. So onward and upward as we move forward here into the dog days of summer and training camp here in the NFL. All right, everybody, that wraps up this recap edition of Just Pod Baby. Please make sure you are subscribed to the podcast if you're not already. Also, go out there and give me a follow on Twitter at egroat5mb. Things will be heating up here both on the podcast and over on my Twitter as we get closer and closer to the start of the season. Until the next time, everybody, have a great week, and as always, just win, baby.